noches, todos mi amigos. It is time once again for the Midweek War or La Guerra de la Mitad de la Semana. Yes! This is the one where we speak Spanish, everyone. I am Mad Mike. Y'all know me. And of course, the lovely Spanish voice you heard was Elijo Del Garza. How are you, sir? Muy bien, muy bien. Uh, again, thank you for calling me lovely. It's you just made my day. <laughs> <laughs> All no, right. Uh, I am excited to talk some Lucha Underground. Yes, indeed. And you know who else is excited to talk about Lucha Underground? The voice of Inspire Pro Wrestling, Eamon Payton. So excited. So excited. <laughs> I'm glad these are back. So glad. And um, we didn't get to talk about it, but... How about that nice little mayhem bump for season three, motherfuckers? It's on. Yes. I'm very excited. It is on like Donkey Kong, or in Spanish, Donkey Kong. (laughs) El Donkey Kong. (laughs) El Kong del Donkey. Uh, El Kong del Burro. (laughs) Yeah, 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 no, no, that's, that's, do not Google that. Safe search on, safe search on, guys. All right, uh, so. We're going to do this the way we always do it, except last week because we were really excited. Eamon, what is your una palabra for Lucha Underground? What is my uno palabra? Uh, new. Nuevo? Nuevo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's, there's, there's a lot new here in, in Lucha. Alrighty. Garza, what is your una palabra? Uh, my una palabra is máscara. There, there were a lot of new masks today. This is true. There were a lot of new masks. Yeah, even henchmen in the streets are wearing masks nowadays. I'm actually I'm gonna buy a bike. And I'm gonna wear a mask underneath my helmet. <laughs> I loved that moment. That was so great. Like it only would have been better is if the mask was like an a. a biker helmet mask. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um my una palabra for this week is Buyaka <laughs> Oh we will get into that. Um alright, Eamon. Quales tu bueno this week? Oh wh- where do I start? Uh, my bueno <laughs> for this week of Lucha Underground. You know what? Uh, I'm gonna because I I it wasn't the most exciting thing that I thought of going into uh, to season two, but I got it got me really excited watching it. Uh, was the debut of PJ Black? Yes, yeah, Darewolf. Uh, I like this a lot. Um, yeah. He had a great match with the Mac, uh, which he didn't win, which was very surprising. Which I actually kind of liked. Like, I, I, you never really see that where the debuting guy doesn't win. Uh, and I thought it was great for the Mac, and and really cool to see you know him get the win here. Um, I love the build up to him. You know, I I just really, especially during his like sort of like promo package thing of like the line he gave where he was talking about how he doesn't he's not coming to Lucha Underground for like a championship or to be necessarily even the best or to you know for you know some kind of rich prize or anything. He's doing it because he wants to find a new thrill. And I really like that concept. Yeah. Uh, it also makes me feel fantasy booking here. Um, uh, if he's the thrill, if he's a thrill seeker, uh, 
I would definitely think there would could be a feud down the line with another uh, another South African in Lucha, who's a bit of a thrill seeker himself. Uh, I would love to see PJ Black and Angelico. Actually, you could have Jack Evans. Or Jack Evans. Or three of them and challenge for the titles. <laughs> hey, there you go. What, what's Thrill Seeker in Spanish, Garza? <laughs> uh, oh, man. Uh, I'll, I'll come back to that. <laughs> okay. All right. we'll, we'll circle back. We'll circle back. In the yeah, meantime, yeah. in the meantime, ¿cuál es tu bueno? Uh, I guess it's similar to Eamon, something that I wasn't really... It wasn't like my highlight when we ended season one, but now I am super interested. And that is how Sexy Star has been kidnapped for six months and no one apparently gave a shit about that. Because no one has uh-huh. looking for her. <laughs> I I did, Garza. I, I when we had Krista Joseph on the show, the first thing I asked him was if Sexy Star was okay. Because hey, I needed I to know. I keep buying milk from the from the store down the corner, <laughs> and I've never seen a, a missing person with fake sexy stars face there. So I don't know how much you care, okay? I don't know how much you care. <laughs> <laughs> but okay, so Marty the Moth apparently is uh, an upper class uh, suburban boy. <laughs> uh, he has her tied up, and he has a sister. At this point. I mean, uh, from what we heard, we apparently there is a sister, but I'm starting to think like, oh man, I hope he doesn't like just come out with ponytails and he is the sister. Oh, like do you think they might go psycho on this, like Norman Bates? I don't know at this point because he's playing the 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 crazy person role really, really good, uh, and he killed a butterfly, so I'm, I'm pretty sure that's symbolism as in. Is Sexy Star actually becoming a butterfly and he's going to kill her? Because that's that's something we talked about last time. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. I'd pop huge for Martina the Moth. Martina the Moth. <laughs> I'd pop huge for Martina the Moth. Yeah, so... Uh, like, they really didn't show much, but they just hinted. My sister thinks we are ready to go back to the temple, so it's coming, and I'm, I'm really excited to see where this goes. Uh, I, I hope he brings that sweater vest with him. <laughs> I don't know. I like the Aztec Pride T-shirt. I <laughs> yeah, but the sweater vest over the Aztec Pride T-shirt. Okay. Yeah. Well, well, he's gonna look like the Posse. Everyone in Lucha has to have their own Biz Caz attire. Mm-hmm. Like you know, we got Cowboy Cuerno, we <laughs> we have Nunchuck Drago, and now we could have Sweater Vest Marty. That's okay. always good. Uh, I also course, really business really thanks, Katrina. I mean, you know, hashtag business thanks. Um, <laughs> Yeah, trending. Uh, yeah. I I really love the little things too in a segment like this, and we mentioned how much we love the little things with Lucha. Um, particular the weirdest thing I really enjoy, but like the fact that Marty's hair has grown out now, in the yeah. sense that he has basically been trapped with Sexy Star in a sense for six months. Mm-hmm. Like, I, like I, I love that. Okay, actually, I didn't want to mention it, but. I don't want. I don't want to speculate that there was rape or anything like that because that's not cool. I don't. I don't even think that. But, now. but she looked way too clean for a girl that has been tied up for six months. <laughs> I. So, you I, know I, what? You know what I do recommend. You know what I do really enjoy. He kept her for six months. Has she taken off that mask? Mm, that's a good point. Because if not, that's some. Funky 
musky odors <laughs> coming out of that mask at that point. Mask, dive, yeah. Odes. <laughs> she had a seven-way match right before you got kidnapped. That's gonna be. Yeah. That's true. That's true. Oh god. Um, but hey, <laughs> yeah, I, I I like the little things with that, and it's this is definitely one of the top stories. I'm very excited about seeing how it goes. Yeah, I, I really can't wait to see how it goes. Um, Me Bueno this week goes to everything revolving Pentagon. Yes. Okay. Pentagon, um, first of all, I appreciate that Pentagon has a business casual mask <laughs> and a let's, let's break some motherfucking arms mask. Mm. Like, he had to change, and I applaud that. Um, the, ma- the main event match actually was... It was okay for me. I liked the finish. I thought the finish was really good, where Pentagon stole the victory. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't. I didn't like the three-on-two dynamic. I thought it kind of muddied up the wars a little bit, especially you know, given that we didn't see any of like Son of Havoc or anything like that trying to interfere. Yeah, that's fair. You know, because they they got taken out by the Disciples of Death last week, so I was kind of surprised there was no interaction there. But what really sold it for me. Vampiro on commentary. Mm-hmm. Yes. Or rather, his lack of commentary about Pentagon. Yeah. Like, uh, it, it's, again, it's one of those little things that Lucha does. Like, like Pentagon's like, yo, Matt, I, you, you, gotta, you gotta stop asking me about Pentagon. I'm not so, like, I got nightmares, bro. Like, really? And you know it's just going to explode at some point, and I can't wait for it. Mm hmm. I agree completely. Like, I, I, wouldn't be, I wouldn't be surprised if at one point Vampiro just literally bites the neck of Matt Stryker when he asks a question about Vampiro. Yeah. That'd be fantastic. But, um, then, but then it's like one of those fantasy sequences and it didn't really happen. <laughs> um, I, I actually like the main event a lot because I feel like it's one of the things that Lucha Underground is doing differently in a sense and is afraid, isn't afraid to try something different. It felt a lot like a... Um, like, a, like if... You, uh, I can't. I'm trying to think of the best way to describe it, but like the disciples of death in particular, being like the kind of like henchmen that are thrown at somebody to get like sort of a sort of a fight scene in a way. Like they're not gonna win, but they're sort of there to kind of provide you know fodder, I guess you could say. Um, they <laughs> this is gonna be this is gonna make them sound terrible. I don't mean them to sound terrible, but they're they're like the putties and in, in they're stormtroopers. Uh, they are. They're stormtroopers. Yeah, or, or they're storm troopers. That's a better analogy. Yeah, I, I was gonna say, let's not completely rip off Brandon Strat. They're stormtroopers. Yeah. Oh, was they, that? They, a, they, they have terrible aim. If I if I did rip them off, that's unintentional because I didn't read this week's column. Are you? <laughs> wait, hold hold on. Are you serious? You didn't read his column? Not this that, week. I didn't that's exactly what he called them. They, is, am I wrong? Exactly. No, I mean, ne- neither comparison's wrong. Putty Stormtroopers, neither comparison's wrong. But I I swear to God, I thought you had read his article and then we're just completely taking the argument, but that's amazing. Really didn't. You didn't. That's amazing. But yeah, I mean, you know, and the disciples, of, I still don't know them apart, which I guess that's kind of the point. Which kind of goes to the point of that. Yeah, but I don't, I don't know, like... I feel like there should have been more of a danger for Puma and Pentagon. Because they're not exactly the best tag. They're not, like, the best of friends either. They had a slow-motion fight backstage, for fuck's sake. That, that's true. awesome. 
I, I do think in it works because it's Puma and Pentagon, though. Yeah. Like, I, th- I think if this was sort of like a middle middle card sort of t- uh, people like teaming up and having issues fighting the disciples of death, then yeah. But like this is, you know, the last Lucha Underground champion and you know Pentagon fucking junior. <laughs> like yeah. I, I, I can understand it. I I, I Lucha is always so good at suspending our, our disbelief, though. Like at no point did I think Puma and Pentagon were in any kind of trouble. Yeah. Like, it didn't even feel like they were showing off, either. It just felt like, oh, this is a thing we're forced into doing. Mm-hmm. I think it was similar to when people were fighting, like, when Puma and Morrison and Mundo were fighting the crew. Yeah. It's 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 that okay. team that you know they're not going to win, but they always give them something to make you at least feel that even though they're not going to win, they're at least kicking your ass while, while they're losing. Because but the, the crew, crew, had the crew felt threatening, though. The crew, the crew felt weapons. threatening. The crew had weapons, I was saying. Yeah. And, and this guy's had a, like, the numbers game. But it, it's kind of like the same thing. You, you know they're going to lose, but they're still going to kick your ass. Yeah, yeah, but I don't even feel like they got, like, they got in that many shots. Like, the crew, they beat the fuck out of Mundo and Puma. Like, Mundo and Puma eventually got the win, but the crew beat the fuck out of them. Like... Yeah, that's fair. There hasn't there hasn't been a week where the Disciples of Death got one over on Puma and Pentagon. Like I feel like that should have happened first before this. Yeah, I can see what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, you know, it, it's a, again, it's a minor gripe. It's a minor gripe. Um, <laughs> but uh, Eamon, uh, Qualis to Mallow this week. My bad for this week. <laughs> Slightest bad, and and because I hate saying anything bad about Lucha. Slightest bad actually goes to Rick Knox. The referee and the opener, uh, for, just for the bump, just for the fact that it was Rick Knox. Because if we're taking PWG into context, <laughs> this guy has been super kicked multiple times by the Young Bucks and has come back to clothesline the Young Bucks and take the <laughs> fights. I don't believe Rick Knox got knocked out that way. If it was like Marty <laughs> Elias, sure. <laughs> so that's a bad, That's more of a battle to Rick Knox than on Lucha Underground. <laughs> he he did seem hurt at the end. Uh, yeah, he's, he's kind of limping, so I'm not sure if it's legit, to be honest. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> I, I I have to believe it because that dude's literally been super kicked. I don't know how many times for the young bucks. <laughs> it's still... All right, um, Garza, Qualistumalo this week. Oh man, it's kind of hard. Um, I guess I'm gonna give my bad to the big Nied with oh man, what's her face? The Moon Girl. Oh, uh, Cobra Moon? Coverly. Coverly or Cobra? Oh, that was Cobra Moon. Oh, no, Cobra Moon. You're right, you're right, you're right. Yeah. Uh, I, get, I mean, I, I like the direction that character could have. I'm interested to see her, but I felt the, the vignette was the same vignette we've been getting for Lucha guys since season one. It's always a lucha guy gets jumped by a bunch of other masked guys and they keep their asses and go back. <laughs> I mean to, I wanna know who the okay, going to that point, I wanna know who these masked people are. Well it's Ricky Ricky Mandel and like it was also really similar to a Darewolf promo. Exactly, exactly. So I, I think they're just reusing that a lot. And with her I just felt because 
I don't know, like, at least their wolf was telling the story of probably their wolf. We saw pictures of a wolf. But uh, with the moon girl, I don't know, like, I didn't feel it. Yeah, I think, I think for her, it's a, for me, it's like a wait and see sort of thing. Because uh, I, I knew nothing about her or who it may be or whatever. So I, I thought it was interesting that she definitely seemed American. Mm-hmm. Like, she definitely seemed like an American luchador as opposed to, like, uh, someone else coming from Mexico. No, she's American. Okay. Um, my, my bad this week. No Dario Cueto. <laughs> yeah. He's Dario Cueto. Like, he's busy cleaning up the cage. I, I guess so. I, I, just, I just need Dario Cueto every week. Like, I need something for that story. I know they're doing a slow burn for it. That's fine. I get it. I just want more Dario Cueto in my life. If mm-hmm. I could program Dario Cueto to be the voice of my GPS, I would do it. <laughs> <laughs> like every time I every time I start a new destination, he screams, "Start the trip!" <laughs> that would be great. Um, but yeah, just I, I I want I want more Dario Cueto. Although what we got at the end was really damn good too. I'm not faulting that. Uh, all right, so uh, Eamon. Qualis do Cambio this week. Oh, I don't know what I will change. Uh, that's a really great question. Do you want us to come back to you? Come back to me, because I literally don't know. Okay. All right, Gerza, Qualis do Cambio. Um, it's kind of hard, too, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's kind of hard. It's not like you don't know these questions are coming, guys. We do, well, yeah, know. but honestly, like, yeah, there's not a lot that I would, like, yeah. specifically I mean, change. Like, I mean, I could say that I would change, uh, like, the Disciples getting the win, for instance. Yeah, actually, that's going to work. I'm going to go with that. I think the Disciples should have gone to the season win because they are the three of champions. Okay. Then, then I'll, I'll, I'll go off of that one and just say my, mine wouldn't be the disciples necessarily winning, but like kind of going to my point, like maybe getting a bit more offense in, just a touch more, because they, they, they get a little bit in. But or just like maybe, maybe a post-match beatdown or something like that. Yeah, or just more like maneuvers, I guess, in the actual match. Um, but that again, that's a super minor thing. Okay. Um, mine is going to be maybe we shouldn't let Cage talk. Wait, oh, I don't know that good. I like it stopping. No, I mean, it, it's not that it was bad. It's, it was very, like we had with Gail Kim's promo in Impact. It was very, I'm going to kick your ass because I'm strong. But the, I see your point. Like, I, there was, there's it, no driving force behind it. I don't know why Cage has an issue with Mundo. I mean, great, and it's hard to build off of that because the guy Mundo was feuding with is now jobbing in WWE, and the guy Cage was feuding with, we haven't even seen Big Rick yet. So I understand that they're trying to build something new, but I I kind of want a reason for it, you know? I, I think, for me, at least from what I see, the reason I feel is that these are also two guys that came off of Ultima Lucha with wins, big wins, uh, and could easily contend for that championship. And I think it's more about Mill than any issue between the two of them. Yeah, you know that, I mean? that, that's what it got to that. Cage came out regardless of who was in the ring because he yeah. wanted to uh, like, cut a promo on, on Mill Mortis. <clears throat> and it wasn't until 
Mundo started talking shit that he was like, bitch, I beat your ass last time we were together, so shut the fuck up. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I mean I, it just wasn't my favorite part of the show, and I thought that maybe we could have had, like, even just a backstage segment or something like that, like where Johnny comes back in and Cage is like, oh, hey, Johnny, how you doing? And Johnny just ignores him or blows him off. <laughs> just, some, just something little... I, I, you know, don't ask for much, but I just thought it seemed out of place. That's all. Yeah, I, I will say to your point about like his actual promo, I, I like those those type of promos because it works for Cage. You know what I mean? It's that it's that whole Brock Lesnar thing. Like Brock Lesnar shouldn't be talking eloquently. <laughs> like he should be like a he should be a fucking meathead. That's like, a fair point. Um. So that's that's my take on it. If it's like if it's like you yeah you don't have Ryback come out on Raw and read the fucking secret or whatever because it doesn't make any fucking sense. <laughs> but if, if Cage came out and read the seven highly effective habits of effect of successful people, that'd yeah. be really awesome. They were, uh, I'd pop for it, but <laughs> you know I, I yeah I, I I can see what you're talking about. Okay, uh, Amy, did you think of a change or? Uh, that was mine. Was the game, oh right right the disciples of the one offense. Right, okay. Oh, uh, you were now, saying? Oh, now that you bring uh, Cage to the talk, <clears throat> I really like how in like a show and a half, Lucha on the Ground has presented six guys that are credible contenders to New Mortis right now. Yeah. Plus the dysfunctional trios, because they they're not credible, but they have a beat with him. Oh, I'd say they're credible. <laughs> I'd say I'd say if Evil Least look credible against him, then Havoc and Helico. Definitely are. <laughs> they would be like in a super underdog way, but I mean, not saying they would be, but I mean, a lot of people are super underdogs against the way they book Mill. Yeah, yeah. But but like right now we have Puma, Pentagon, Phoenix, King Cuerno, even if that's not the storyline right now, Cage and Mundo. They're all like kind of hunting down Mortis, and I, I really yeah. love that. And, and, and we, is we haven't even brought in the guy that. They showed at the end of the show. Yeah, we didn't even talk about that. Like, yeah, I figured we were. Gonna, I figured we would just take that separately. Um, fucking Rey Mysterio, <laughs> he's coming. I like Rey Mysterio being there. I just love more like the act, like all the stuff around this, the stuff with El Dragon Azteca and now El Dragon Azteca Junior. Yeah, it was stuff taken directly from the Lucha Underground comic that they released before the premiere last week. Yeah, which is awesome. It was, re it was really, really good. Like I'm so excited to see what Dragon Azteca and Mysterio do. There's I, a new comic, but it's uh, no more just now. Oh, nice. I'm going as soon as we finish that. I'm going to read that <laughs> comic because I don't know who's doing the art for that. All right, this is slightly panel riot territory. That comic is fucking awesome. If you're not reading that comic, you need to find it, and it's really good. It's free. Like, it's free. It's just on a Tumblr page. You're not selling it in stores or anything. It's a free comic. It's really, really good. Highly recommend. It reminds me when heroes used to do comics between shows to kind of tell you, like, the extra yeah. stories. Oh, Garza, you, you, just, you just spoke to my heart mentioning the heroes comics. <laughs> uh, yeah. But, yeah, exactly. Like, um, a lot of shows do that now. Like, Flash does that. Arrow does that. I believe Supergirl does that now. I think Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. does, too. But, yeah, a lot of shows do, like, interstitial comics in between the weeks now. And I'm glad Lucha Underground has jumped on that trend because if any show can do that, it's Lucha Underground. Mm -hmm. 
Like you're not you're not gonna see an NXT comic about Bailey and Carmella driving to the next show. Like you're <laughs> just not gonna see that. I would love to see that personally. Yeah, but, sure you're, not, but you're not going to. <laughs> like you're not gonna see a comic about the hard times of Mojo Raleigh getting hype in a club. So again, that would be another again. Somebody should make this. <laughs> Comic book artist of the world, please draw sad Mojo Raleigh walking out of a club with no chicks. I cannot wait for the Baron Corbin issue. Oh my god. Baron Corbin, just turn him into Wolverine. Well, that's the thing. The artwork turn him into Wolverine. Young man artwork, Corbin. The artwork would be amazing, but the story would be boring as hell. <laughs> you could add... No, you know what? Here, here's the Baron Corbin comic, and we're going off topic. I don't care, because I have this idea now. The Baron Corbin comic is him driving a motorcycle to any indie show he sees a flyer for and immediately taking out the top guy because he hates independence. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's the whole comic. It's just him taking out top indie stars around the country. I love that idea a lot, actually. <laughs> Be perfect. Be perfect. The indie killer Baron Corbin. All right. <laughs> All right, so, um, Eamon, where do you rank Lucha Underground this week? Uh, it's number one, no doubt in my mind. Uh, so glad this show's back. So glad we get to talk about it. Very excited for the rest of the season. Cannot wait. Alright, how about you, Garza? Yeah, it's no one no, like, there's no competition anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, um, it's number one for me also. For me personally, it was a little bit of a closer battle this week. Uh, I, while I liked the matches in Lucha, I thought a lot of them were kind of Treading water and setting up stuff, which I understand. It's the second episode back. You have to do stuff like that. But I, I think I might still be in a bit of a hangover from the first week's episode because the first week's episode was just balls to the wall from start to finish. Yeah. And, you know, I, I think it was just kind of a letdown, like a cooling off period. So it wasn't a bad show. Obviously not. I mean, no. I was going to say, I, yeah, because just to point out as well, match quality, but I. Especially the first two matches, Mundo and Killshot, which is great, and uh, uh, Mac and PJ Black. Yeah, absolutely. More of that place. It was amazing. Yeah, I mean, none of the matches were bad. It's just, it felt it felt like a huge drop in significance. Yeah, I heard, I, I read in someone else's review that it's not necessarily a bad Lucha um, Underground, but it's more bad on the fans right now because... With, with so much hype, we're really impatient to see more and more and more right now. Yeah, and, and there's more. I think that's probably it, yeah. Yeah, like, like for instance, Dario Cueto's story. Like, we're impatient because we want to see fucking Dario Cueto, but we, I guess we need to get back on, on the idea of which underground really tells stories in a slow way. And, and plus, it. last week, they started with the big story of last year, like Pentagon and Vampiro. Then they had the Gift of the Gods title. Then they involved the Tag Team Champions, and then they involved the World Champion all in one show. Yeah. And I think maybe some of that could have been held off. Maybe not. But I, I, think, I feel like that's why maybe I didn't enjoy this week's as much as I did last week's, because it was such because like the significance wasn't there to a lot of the matches. Like They're, they're great matches, but they were there to reestablish the characters. Well, so, yeah, and also because of the story in particular with the whole Katrina running the temple and everyone sort of making their yeah. way back. I, I think maybe maybe another promo with Katrina could have helped tie it in together for me. Yeah, 
we didn't get anything from her. Like you'd think she'd be like, "Hey, uh, Mill has a broken arm," but they barely mention it. Yeah, they I, barely, I like they sh- they only show a slight shot of Mill in the sling. I really do love those shots, though. Yeah, yeah. Like Mill's just like staring deathly at somebody as he's like holding his. Because that's uh, such a cool visual. Because you ne- we've never seen that from Mill. We've never seen that level of vulnerability. All right, but, um, yeah, so, uh, Eamon, where can the good people in the internet find you? Uh, they can find me on Twitter at Eamon2Please. That's Eamon, the number two, please, on Twitter. Uh, tweet at me, hashtag BusinessBangs. Uh, and you can also f- uh, find Inspire Pro Wrestling and Inspire Pro Res on Twitter as well. Don't tweet BusinessBangs that way, because it will make any sense. Eamon, Eamon, next week for Lucha Underground, you have to pull your hair forward so you have business banks. Hold on, hold on, okay. hold on. <laughs> They're a little too long, but there we go. Eamon has his business bangs rocking. Sub Katrina. (laughs) These are way too long. I'm sorry. (laughs) Yeah, business about to pick up. Uh, Garza, where can the good people find you on the internet? Uh, You can find me at DW Revolution for Twitter, and you can go to DWRestlingRevolution.com. You can read my fully detailed uh, review on this episode of Each on the Ground. Alrighty, and you can find me, of course, at MadMike4883 on the Twitter machines, where I will rant and ramble about a whole lot of things, sometimes even wrestling. Um, also, go to the Wrestling Mayhem Show. If you like us talking about Lucha Underground, guess what? We interviewed someone from Lucha Underground two weeks ago, co-executive producer Krista Joseph. You've probably seen his name in the Wrestling Dirt Sheets lately. That's due to us, people. So, go to WrestlingMayhemShow.com, check out our past stuff, and check us out every Tuesday night, round about 9 o'clock. We talk all things about professional wrestling. So, for Elio Del Garza, for Eamon Payton, I'm Mad Mike, and this has been your Midweek War! Or... La Guerra de la Mitad de la Semana. <laughs>